1: Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. burrow.com slash ACAST.
0: It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze,
2: What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome to another week of Hero or Zero. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking one comic book character, as we do every single week. We talk to good points, their bad points, and generally just give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how's it going?
1: I'm good. Um, re- I'm, look, I'm really glad that the internet got better over the last ten years, because... <laughs> Otherwise, this show would have just stopped dead right about February time.
2: It's <laughs> <laughs> true, actually. And because that if, you, if we were on dial-up, it would not have been good. But what I will say is, I, I told you, I, I was going to tell you something as we started to record, and that is this, that I completely forgot that we were recording this. Um, oh. So, earlier on, we were texting, and I was like, oh, what time are you free? You said a time. I said, that's yeah. grand." Then I proceeded to begin a jigsaw. Now, what, oh, happened no. in, what happened in between was, Sean, you rang me at our scheduled time, and I deleted, or I rejected the call, not deleted. I, and I was I, a
1: bit concerned about that.
2: <laughs> I rejected it, because I was hunched over a jigsaw, and you started calling me, and I will, I will guarantee, I looked at my phone and went, Why is this fucking EJ calling <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh no, I remember now! So, wait, you were
1: doing a jigsaw... From when I when we talked about the time up until when we were
2: No, 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 only until only since like midday. Or no like after that. But like I got into yeah. it. I got into it big time. Like I was doing the usual thing and you know I'm a fiend for a jigsaw. So yeah, I, indeed. What I started what are
1: you working with?
2: Uh, it's a snow it's a winter one, I will say that. <sighs>
1: Yeah. Lot, lot of plain white, I'd imagine. <laughs>
2: lot of plain white, like to challenge of myself. Lot of snow, um, but sh- you're this is your- here <laughs> notoriously, which is lucky because it's all snow. So it's absolutely fine, actually. <laughs> um, but as uh, this is Hero Zero, Sean, what we normally do here is I cover DC characters, you cover Marvel characters, and last week you did, like, probably a shit Marvel character. Nobody can remember. Nobody can I even did remember. Electro,
1: one of the nope. most iconic what? villains of Spider-Man's entire <laughs> comic career.
2: I looked at that and I said, DC have better villains? Actually, oh. I did <laughs> <laughs> and wow. I, did my, I leaned my head forward when I said it, like, mm, yeah, okay now. So, DC, they do have a lot of villains, and someone who has a great Rose gallery is Mr. Batman. And so this week, I'm going to be doing possibly the second best villain that Batman has, and that is oh? Two-Face. Two-Face. Um, because it is our two-year anniversary, technically, um, our hundred episode was four weeks ago, but it's our technically our two two-year anniversary of the show. So I said, might be someone big. Well, we're going to have to do someone you know that's that's maybe had a, a bit of a dent in the comic book world. Oh, in fucking because <laughs> his name is Dent. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's picking up what I'm putting down. That was all a setup for one pun.
1: <laughs> he's actually doing Clayface. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I don't even fucking like comic books. I've been doing this for 104 <laughs> weeks,
0: just for that
2: joke.
1: It was the long con, and I fucking <laughs> fell for it.
2: The long con, yes. I'm Connor. Um, so Fuck. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so, uh, Harvey Dent, Um his first appearance was in Detective Comics 66 in August of 1942. Now... Very interestingly, um, Two-Face was created by Bill Finger and Bob Kane. But more interestingly, beside them it says Bill Finger, writer, Bob Kane, artist. Which I think is the best way to have them.
1: That's true. uh, Like, for for those that don't know, Bob Kane for a long time was credited as the sole creator of Batman. uh, When really his whole idea was, what if a man dressed up as a bat? Mm. And, and that's not a bad Bill idea. Fing- you, need, you need an ideas man.
2: You need an ideas man, and then Bill Finger did
1: the rest of it. <laughs> yeah,
2: the, per- the person in your school project is like, why don't we do it on, I don't know, solar energy? And then someone's like, yeah, that's a great idea. And then the other person does the whole project on solar energy.
1: <laughs> yeah, it just makes like a, a full-scale <laughs> model of the sun. <laughs> it's
2: like, yeah, that's what I meant earlier on. Yeah, well done. And um, so... Of course, Two-Face has been in movies um, throughout the years, three times in major movies anyway. It was Billy D. Williams, originally, then you had Tommy Lee Jones, and then Aaron Eckhart in the, um, the Dark Knight trilogy. But he was actually dubbed Harvey Kent when he was first appeared in comic books, in the oh. very first one. And interestingly, they changed the name to Harvey Dent because, of course, Clark Kent is Superman, And they felt Uh, they were. Kent
1: is a mild mannered reporter at the Daily Planet.
2: (laughs) Sorry, yes. Superman is Superman. But Claire Kent is a. Claire Kent, the, the Kent name was already taken by just a weird little journalist dude who's quite big. No, he's at least
1: a little prick. He's,
2: he's tiny, you know. <laughs> All he's six a weird um, <laughs> He's built like a but, truck. But, yeah, so Clark Kent was taken. So they changed the name from Harvey Kent to Harvey Dent. Uh, the character was actually seldom used in the first 20 years. He only appeared like five times in the 40s and 50s that I could find. Um, but I will go over his origins now. So, born and raised in Gotham, Harvey Dent was brought up in a lower class and violent household. His father was an abusive alcoholic who repeatedly beat the boy, often using a double-headed coin to give the child a chance to escape a beating. Are we seeing a trend? I'm, I'm not sure that'll come up again. <laughs> no, I, I'm not picking up what you're putting down here, Connor. Where is this leading? <laughs> where, where,
1: where, is the, where is the pun on dent that you promised? <laughs>
2: there's so many of them so Dent spent much of his early life suffering from various mental issues notably bipolar disorder and paranoia despite his early hardships he was a good student and was able to obtain a law degree deciding that he wished to make Gotham a better place he ran for and won the position of district attorney in Gotham he was noted for his dedication to justice and his seeming untouchability He he was very high up but also he was clean they had nothing on him.
1: He wasn't one of Gotham's famous dirty cops slash politicians.
2: No, and that is why he was actually nicknamed Apollo by the media, due to the fact that he was charming, good-looking, and basically had absolutely no dirt on him. Nothing at all. That That's,
1: that's quite a nice like, contrast to everyone else in Gotham.
2: Exactly, and he was dedicated uh, to his job of upholding law and order, and he actually became one of the first supporters and allies, uh, allies of even and f- even friends of Batman, because Batman appeared on the scene about six months after Dent first assumed office, and at, when Batman started appearing there was a lot of uproar in the city, because people were kind of like, this guy's a vigilante, he's a dickhead, uh, he's a bit smelly, you know, the usual. And it's
1: all been said to both of it's, us
2: it's, it's all been said that's how i'm greeted every morning but um <laughs> but dent was kind of one of the first major ups him and gordon were kind of like no i think this guy's trying to do good i think and so they became one of the very first supporters on the side of batman that was also on the side of the law
1: that's really cool that he was so willing to accept batman
2: Yeah, because he was all about, he was, he was, he was all about upholding law and order, and it was a case of, well, I think this guy's trying to do good, so we should work with him, whereas everybody else was like, burn the bitch!
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's like, we can do more with this guy on our side than if we're just, we're both interfering with each other.
2: Yeah, and so, this all actually came ahead that, obviously, Bruce Wayne and Harvey Dent have been shown to be good friends... Um, it's even shown that maybe they met when they were a lot younger and they kind of grew up in the same circle. So Bruce uh, is good friends with Harvey Dent and he likes, obviously, as Batman, Bruce sees that Harvey Dent is also trying to do good for the city. And so that kind of makes him gain more respect from. And him. Dent, Batman and James Gordon uh, all kind of work in a triangle. It's very similar to The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight takes a lot of inspiration from that. Uh, that scene when they're all on the rooftop together and they're all talking... Like, it's just, like, shot really quickly where it's cuts between one, one, two, and three because everyone's having a conversation about how to take down gags got Gotham. Um, and I think that is very similar to how it started in the comic books. And probably the major story developing in uh, Two-Face's life was the long Halloween shot. Now, this is a story that's very famous in Batman comic books and is one of the reasons why Two-Face is who he is, is in that comic book.
1: Oh, okay. Now, now this is a comic book I've not read or looked into.
2: Yeah, The the Long Halloween is... I'm going to very much um, summarise it here. But there's a a killer going around killing all the crime bosses, uh, or members of crime families in Gotham. And so they all become more and more terrified. Each crime family is kind of like getting more and more paranoia. And they're picking them off one by one. And the, the killer is known as Holiday. Because it keeps killing on holiday times. Um, And so Dent, Batman and James Gordon begin to work together on the holiday killer case. Though Dent begins to estrange his allies with his blunt disregard for the lives of criminals at this time. At the time time of his job as a district attorney, the worst criminal threat in Gotham City was Carmine Falcone. Um, Do you recognise that name, Sean? Didn't he
1: kill the Graysons?
2: Um, Uh. No, that's Tony Zuko. Ah, Zuko! (laughs) Zuko! (laughs) Um, He forged um, a trio with Batman and Commissioner Gordon to bring the man down from within the law, no matter what the cost. His slightly angrier temperament led Batman and Commissioner Gordon to develop maybe a slight distrust in him, believing it was slightly possible that he could also be the vigilante dubbed as Holiday. So he seemed too keen to take down the crime boss, and they were kind of like, "Well, someone's going around killing crime bosses. That's what the case we're working on." Then they're kind of like looking at Batman's, kind of like, "You could very easily be Holiday. You match all of the description."
1: With all the descriptions, you have uns- insane access to everyone in this city.
2: <laughs> yes. You have
1: all the evidence. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and so Batman just starts beating the shit out of him. Um, so, but after joining Batman in burning a warehouse full of Carmine Falcone's money, Dent and his wife are actually almost killed by a bomb that has been planted in their house. and oh. um, so. Th- but this kind of... Is the stepping stone for what is about to happen. So, first there's a bomb planted in their house, they almost die. And then there's like, the mob are coming after us, but like, I still want to take Moroni down. Like, Moroni is the man I want to take down, because he's, he's hell bent on law and order to like an obsessive degree. And so he is still focused, and he's, he's asked, Do you want to leave the case? It's getting too dangerous. He's like, No, I'm following through, I'm going to take him out. And so the alliance ended tragically when Sal, B- Sal Moroni, uh, believing Dent to be the responsible for the death of his father threw acid in his face during a trial. This was uh. done so Moroni Mara- could show just how two-faced this seemingly good person was to the rest of the world.
1: Interesting. So because mm. in, mo- in the dark night uh, Dent's origin is that his face gets burned off in a building explosion true so it's like they just bypassed all of that kind of Falcone stuff but how good was your man's aim that he was able to perfectly split him down half of his
2: face (laughs) i don't know i think the idea was oh we'll just burn some of his face i don't know if it was meant to be exactly half but the idea would be like you burn him because we want to take him down to our level because to moroni he believes that dent is the holiday killer and so you he's like, You killed my dad, and so you're going around acting like you're untouchable, acting like, oh, I'm the, I'm really big, I'm clean as fuck. Would I know that you're the killer? And so it was a case of like, well I'm gonna take I'm gonna take you down a peg. And so they're in trial together and he throws the acid on his face.
1: Yeah, and I think I've seen that comic panel as well. Like it's one of the most famous comic panels is the mm. birth of Two Face.
2: Yeah. And Dent was horribly scarred on the left side of his face. Taken to, ho- to the hospital, Dent flees after stabbing a doctor and going into hiding in the sewers of Gotham.
1: <coughs> oh, Jesus. Okay, so... The, the, it, sorry, you mentioned he had, like, mental... Uh, issues with mental illness I- in his childhood. So is that kind of yeah. coming to a head now is the reason he's
2: willing Well, I think a, a lot of why he did so well in Law and Order is that he's such an obsessive when it gets to something like he has to stay focused and he's been so focused on law and order all of his life. And this is like the first time where it's like, what the fuck is going on? Like I'm not untouchable. I think it would have taken, it would have taken very little to send him over the edge. Unfortunately, this was a lot. So it might've taken like (laughs) even one scandal that the media found on him. And I think he probably would have gone over the edge, but this was like a whole other level of just, i do, uh, okay. This this is the worst thing that could have happened to me. I'm no longer Gotham's, as they say in the Dark Knight, the White Knight of Gotham.
1: Yeah, he's a, he's he's a two faced little prick. Gotham, little <laughs> little prick. Sorry, that's what I meant to say.
2: So Dent after escaping from the hospital descended into madness, and he became obsessed with duality and opposites, and developed a second persona, the villainous Two Face, to complement the law and order obsessed Dent. So, as Two Faced, his trademark was crimes involving the number two. His obsession even shows it as clothes, which are usually composed of two halves made out of very different materials. At all times, he, car- he carries a double sided coin with one side defaced. Now, this is the same kind that his father used when he was little.
1: Right, okay, but well, now, yeah. now it does have two sides, technically.
2: Yeah, which he constantly flips to make any choices. Two-Face flips the coin at critical junctures. The scarred side would usually result in a crime and the clean side would allow Two-Face to do the right thing such as even returning his loot or refraining from a murder if he's in the middle of a robbery or a murder.
1: Jesus, but it really (laughs) is down to chance.
2: So like if he's in the the jewellery store and he's leaving with the big bag of money that has the dollar side on it, the classic, and he's like, "Do I take this money?" He flips the coin. If it lands clean, he will put the things back because he doesn't want to fuck with that. That's unreal.
1: There was yeah. there was a comic I read, and it was about um, it's it's, it's really like <clears throat> kind of creepy artwork and stuff like that. But it's about Arkham Asylum itself, and they give Two Face because they're trying to like cure Two Face of his need to flip the coin for everything. And so they give him a pack of uh, tarot cards.
2: I was coming to that, yes. But yeah, please, oh, okay. did you?
1: No, 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 you tell it. You'll, you tell <laughs> it, your report.
2: <laughs> okay, sorry. But th- that's good re- research. Well done. Um, so, after his first few encounters with Batman, Two-Face attempted to abandon all ties with his old past life. Because you also have to remember, Bruce has a personal interest in this because he's also friends with Dent. And so he sees the downfall, and that's done really well in the Batman the Animated Series. There's a two-parter called Two-Face, and that's a... I, I, for all intents and purposes, that's a kid's cartoon. But for the first, I, th- I don't know how many episodes it is, I think it might be ten episodes. Bruce and Harvey Dent are just shown to be friends, and Harvey's shown to just be a normal guy. And it's not until episode 11 that he turns into Two-Face, and it means more, because you've kind of seen, oh, well, that's just a character in the show. And it's a continuity thing, that like 11 episodes in, then that's when he becomes Two-Face, the show doesn't start with him as Two-Face
1: That's cool that you see, like, you see everything he was beforehand and then you see him fall and then you see him after
2: And, and that adds nothing but sympathy
1: Yeah, because it would be very easy to just, because he's, he's a very easy villain to explain, really so he, yeah. he, his whole thing is that he, he it's, it's all about chance. He flips a coin to decide the crimes he commits. Um, and he's,
2: he's constantly fighting amongst himself. So Two-Face even attempts to abandon all ties with his own past life, including his loving wife, Gilda, when he first uh, after his first few encounters with Batman. This, however, proved too much for the good side of his personality, and he began attempting to visit Gilda, claiming he had regained his face through plastic surgery. Gilda, however, soon saw through the fabrication, and this unhinged dent even more. Um, Batman, uh, Batman apprehended him at this stage, but this would be a common theme where Two-Face will get healed. Well, not healed, but he will, beco- he will have plastic surgery, and he might be good for a short period, and then something will happen that sets him on the plat again of madness.
1: Right, so like you're saying, it could be the smallest thing could break him. Like, it doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be acid in the face.
2: For example, uh, shortly after, a certain Dr. Eckhart, which is actually weird, because the doctor's called Dr. Eckhart, and you've Aaron Eckhart, uh, who plays him in the movie. Um, That's just a weird little trivia fact. (laughs) But Dr. Eckhart performed plastic surgery on dead's face, seemingly repairing it for good. While the facial reconstruction managed to partially heal Two-Face's fractured mind... Eckhart's assistant, Mr. Wilkins, began to place suspicion on Harvey Dent once more by committing crimes disguised as Two-Face. So, Eckhart heals him, and his assistant in the surgery is like, nah, I'm gonna fuck this whole man's life up again. He's <laughs> gonna ruin
1: this man's whole <laughs> career. Like,
2: for no reason! So, Two-Face is healed, and he's just like, oh, I'm on the mend. And this guy just starts committing murders disguised as Two-Face to try and drive him mental again.
1: What the fuck?
2: What's yeah, this man's so, problem? <laughs> just, he just, he just <laughs> about to end this man's whole career. Um, so Batman, however, saw through the disguise and helped Two-Face clear his name. For two years, Dent led a normal life, until actor Paul Sloan, scarred in the same manner as Dent had once been, was driven mad, beginning to think uh, he was really Dent as Two-Face. So there's another person who had also been scarred. And he begins to go mental as well. So Batman arrested Sloane for attempted sever- for several attempted robberies and had his face restored in the same manner that Harvey Dent's had once been. So his face is restored. Everything's going well, Sean. There's no way this could go bad. Not...
1: Connor, are you insinuating that things <laughs> might go bad?
2: I'm insinuating my next line might... Yes. <laughs> Okay, good. <laughs> so this is just coming into the uh, '60s. So in the '40s and '50s, it was kind of uh, every so often he'd appear in comic books. But they liked the two-face character, but they'd healed them So how do you bring him back? Well, Dent, whoever was caught in an explosion a few years oh, no. later, which <laughs> undid the plastic surgery and scarred his face once again. Oh, it's, it perfectly
1: matched his previous wounds. <laughs>
2: And so, maddened again, the revived Two-Face hired the crime doctor to kidnap Paul Sloan, the actor who had had his face scarred, and scarred the actor's face again to mirror the transformation that had occurred in Dent. Um, Although Two-Face, although restored as Two-Face's twin, Sloan proved more fortunate and had his face repaired again after being rescued by Batman. (laughs) Meanwhile, Dent was brought to justice and placed behind bars. So, he... He's always, not only that, but he's seen Sloan as, like, you're one of us. Don't try to heal yourself. Because if I if this happens to me all the time, it has to happen to you, too.
1: Right, okay. Because he's obsessed
2: with the number two. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you might say they are two sides of the same coin. You could. Huh? You could
2: say that. Yes, well done. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, so I'm going to uh, cover some of his major story arcs. And one of them would be No Man's Land... Um, which is just really interesting. So No Man's Land is when an earthquake leaves Gotham City basically in uh, rubble. And in the aftermath of the earthquake that left Gotham City in the shambles, uh, Two Scape. Two Scape. Two Face escaped. <laughs> to escape. to he two Scape. Two Scape the Face. <laughs> two Scape <laughs> <laughs> the Face custody. And he kidnapped Commissioner Gordon to put him on trial for his actions during No Man's Land. So he, he puts Commissioner Gordon on trial. Har- Two-Face was both the judge and the, ex- and the prosecutor in the trial However Gordon played upon Two-Face's split psyche And demanded that Harvey Dent was his defence attorney During the oh, whole
1: Oh that's so cool
2: And so Harvey Dent cross-examined Two-Face And won an acquittal for Gordon <laughs>
1: So is Harvey Dent smarter than Two-Face then? <laughs>
2: See, no, but the idea would be that Harvey Dent is so much about law and order, and Two Face is just about revenge. And so, what would have happened was, Two Face is like, we should kill Gordon because he's so bad. But when he becomes Harvey Dent, he would have looked at that situation and said, Law and order would dictate Gordon is a good man and he's done nothing wrong. But the problem is, Two Face is basing it off emotions like, we need to kill Gordon, he's a little dickhead. <laughs>
1: That's so cool. I love that that's a thing that happened in comics.
2: Mm. Yeah, I, and I read that and I thought, that's, that's such an interesting idea, that you put someone up on try it, and he's, he's not only the judge, the prosecutor, but he's also the defence attorney as his opposite personality.
1: That's fucking ridiculous.
2: <laughs> it is, but it's really good. Um, but Two-Face hasn't always been bad as well. And so a short time after this Two-Face met the brilliant surgeon Dr. Thomas Elliot. Now do you know who Dr. Thomas Elliot is? Uh hush, isn't it? Hush? hush? Yes, indeed. So he is he specializes in neurosurgery, but he was also competent enough to repair Dent's face via plastic surgery. And so Dent's sanity was restored and the menacing Two-Face persona seemed to be gone forever. Thomas Elliot was also the villain known as Hush, and he had hoped to manipulate Dent into acting as one of his many pawns against Batman, because there's a whole, Hush is a whole other story I'm not getting into right now. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) um, But with renewed sanity, Dent stood by the side of law and order and betrayed Hush, catching him in enough time to save Batman's life. And so this was the start of actually a redemption arc for Harvey Dent in comic books
1: which will surely last forever.
2: You see, it would, but it does go to some very extreme lengths, and why it doesn't last forever is also very interesting, because um, in the story face-to-face, Face, having regained Batman's trust, Dent was actually trained and conditioned by Batman to act as Gotham's primary vigilante protector when he, Robert and Nightwing were away. What? Yeah, so him, Robin, and Nightwing were gone. They took a one-year hiatus to train, right, during something called the Lost Year. That is a whole thing in comic books. But Batman trained Harvey Dent to be Gotham's primary vigilante protector while they were gone.
1: So Harvey Dent was, like, the one man fighting all of the supervillains.
2: Yes, what? That's ridiculous. Yes! And he, inti- he undertakes these duties as a form of atonement because he's Harvey Dent now. He's not Too Fess. And right. so. And
1: he presumably remembers
2: everything. And he remembers what he did, so he has to atone for what he did. And, and though initially reluctant, he soon finds he enjoys his work as a vigilante. Um, he lacks Batman's finesse, is what I'll say, but he is definitely, like, he's definitely useful in that role.
1: Yeah, like yeah. Presumably, he's more of a, like he's not—he's neither the world's greatest fighter nor the world's greatest detective, but presumably, but, he's better than most of the people he's fighting.
2: Exactly, and so when but the problem come in comes in when Batman returns, Dent begins to feel useless, and when Batman confronts him about a series of murders involving minor villains, Dent refuses to say whether he is responsible or not. Blowing up his apartment and fleeing, right? Which I think is zero to hundred real fucking quick.
1: It's not the work of an innocent man, is it?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um, After flipping a coin, the Two Face persona reemerges, and Two Face releases most of the animals in the zoo as well as killing four police officers. He's defeated eventually by Batman and Robin, but. What's interesting about all this is that Batman and Robin later discovered that the Great White Shark, the villain called the Great White Shark, was responsible for the murders of the minor villains. So Two-Face was completely... He had done nothing wrong. And if if it... Or Harvey Dent, I should say, had done nothing wrong. And if it wasn't for Batman maybe questioning him and questioning his loyalty, it wouldn't have driven him over the edge.
1: Right, okay. But, but, but... It just because the show, like, Harvey Dent is always walking that line.
2: He always. He's always walking that line of one thing can go wrong. Like, he's trying to do his best for a toll, but A Batman just needs to ask once, did you kill them? And it's kind of a kid, you don't trust me. Well, why don't you trust me? Oh, because I'm a bad man. Why am I bad? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then he starts going down that road.
1: Yeah, he starts spiralling. And then yeah. he eventually breaks.
2: And so I think they're probably the two... He's also in Battle for the Cowl for a little bit. I think there are probably the two major stories are like in Face to Face and No Man's Land. But for battle of the, in the Battle for the Cowl storyline... Um, so Battle for the Cowl is a story we've covered a lot on the show, but it's basically when Batman dies and Nightwing becomes Batman. And this annoys Dent because he notices in a recent videotape of Batman that he notices Batman smiling. In one of the CCTV footages, and he can't figure out who the fuck this guy is, because it's not Batman. Because Batman does not smile. Batman never smiles, yeah. Yeah, and he he deduces that there's a new person under the cowl, which is in reality Dick Grayson. Uh, Two-Face then searches for a person with teleporting abilities he can hire who can take him to the Batcave. Two-Face selects three possible candidates for the role... And when he locates one who is willing to hire himself out to him... He murders the other two teleporters...
1: Oh, so no one would know...
2: Nobody would know...
1: He's getting rid of witnesses...
2: Yes... (laughs) And so Two-Face is teleported into the original Batcave... Um, And his intrusion is soon discovered by Alfred. But when Batman comes down, or Dick Grayson in this case, he's ambushed by Two-Face. The hero discovers that the giant penny in the Batcave is covered with deep scratches across the surface, which is just a cool visual image. And um, Two-Face shoots Dick with several high-powered darts that pierce his inferior costume. Because, if you remember... Um, Dick Grayson, when he's Batman, he uh, he sacrifices the body armor of the batsuit for like better mobility. Yeah, because so he, like, he's, a,
1: he's a, he, like acrobatics are his big thing.
2: He's a flippy boy
1: rather than a punchy boy.
2: <laughs> yeah, so uh, the darts are able to pierce through his armor, and he realizes that he's actually uh, injected him with Scarecrow's fear toxins, and then Two Face proceeds to beat the fucking shit out of Dick.
1: <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah,
2: just kicking the shit out of him. And he continues to beat uh, the fallen crime fighter angrily, shouting that he could never replace the original Batman. He also reveals that he'd been trying to infiltrate the bat Batcave for years, but he had no success until that day, because the original Batman would have never leave himself open to an attack. Um Alfred Pennyworth, however, does save mister Dick Grayson, little Dickie, by giving him uh, the antidote for the toxin. Because I'm sure they probably have loads of that shit in the cave.
1: Yeah, they should really just keep it on him at all times.
2: (laughs) And so he just ejects himself. And uh, Dick then dives into the shadows out of Two-Face's view. And then starts to panic and starts firing his gun at every shadow. And then Dick retaliates by basically kicking the shit out of him. And afterwards, Two-Face admits that he really believes that Dick is the original Batman. But has changed in major ways. But I just like that idea that, like, someti- like, it annoys him so much that Batman has changed. That he has to go beat the shit out of this new guy because it's just not right. Because he- everything has to be the same because otherwise he freaks yeah. out.
1: Like, that's not the way things are.
2: Yeah. Um, so, in terms of personality, Two-Face is not consistently evil. Every time he can- contemplates a crime, he flips his two-headed coin... Only if the kind comes up the scratch side, did Two-Face go ahead and commit the crime never questioning the result of the toss Never (laughs) So it's never in doubt what the kind has told him This compulsion is a compromise between Dent's evil Two-Face personality and his former law-abiding self over the years, he has been shown to rely on the kind to different degrees. Sometimes to decide whether or not to commit a crime. Sometimes to decide whether or not to do something good, like save someone. He will even go out of his way to do good deeds if the kind mandates that.
1: Oh, so if the coin is like, you should save all of those people that the Joker has hostage.
2: He'll do it. Like, he will just be. Co- he will do it because the kind has told him. That's so cool. Yeah, Uh, Two-Face also carries his obsession with the number two in his choice of weapons. He carries twin 22 automatics, with which he is extremely skilled and intelligent. His psychotic obsession with duality and his designing crimes around the number two often does lead to his downfall. It's very similar to Riddler, where if something happens in two, you're kind of like, it's probably Two-Face. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah it's probably the guy who's obsessed with the number <laughs> yeah. two
2: um, so in Arkham Asylum a serious house on serious earth this is a one shot in the comic books this is what you were talking about yeah. the doctors at Arkham were shown to have weaned him off of the kine and onto a dice or a die first of all and then they moved from the die to a pack of tarot cards and so with the die instead of only good and evil he is given six different options which is like obviously you can make whatever options out cuz you need to get him more off the two. <laughs> the more options yeah. there are the better. Um and so and with the tarot cards he has 78 possible options.
1: Yeah, which sounds like a good thing. Yeah. But but could uh, be what many are... ways to kill you. Could be many ways to kill you, but I remember from that comic is that it meant that he was unable to make even a simple decision. Yes. Like, uh, I think he pisses himself because he can't decide whether he can go to the bathroom. He's
2: completely dependent and is unable to decide to go to the bathroom before sorting through the cards.
1: Yeah, which really goes to show you, like, it's not as simple as he needs more choices. It's that he needs to be able to make a choice on his own.
2: Yeah, and he can't. Like, he needs something that tells him, but something that is completely free of um, interference from somebody else
1: yeah and it's really fascinating because he can always just to himself justify oh sure the coin told me to do it like i I didn't choose to do this
2: and that's why that's the very interesting thing with harvey dent is the psychology of him that he's like i'm not committing these crimes two faces committing them i'm just following the coin like that's just the way it is
1: yeah, that's just the way that this works. And, and it's it always going to work like this. And
2: it stems in the most simple way back to his childhood. Like, his father was beating him with the coin, like, flipping the coin to see if he got beaten or not. So he was like, well, the coin, what the, says, what the coin says goes. So even if it recommends bad things, you can't flinch. You just have to go that way.
1: Yeah, like, it, like, presumably when he was a kid, and it's awful to be saying this, but sometimes he got lucky and didn't get beaten. Like, yeah. he's rationalised that in his head
2: um, so over the years various attempts have been made to repair his facial scars but none have successfully cured his insanity long term Uh, although he has briefly returned to his then persona he he normally ends up destroying one side of his face and becoming two face again
1: what if he was to entirely destroy his entire face
2: I think he might go fully mental Right. Okay. Mm, I don't. I don't so we know. We won't do that. Um, in the Dark Knight Returns, you know the one when Batman is old and he comes back out of retirement. Oh, um, the Zack Snyder movie, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Um, <laughs> they did an animated movie in, in a two-parter and that's really good. But nah, that's not um, what I'm thinking. Harvey Dent's face is completely healed in that comic book, and they fix, they restore all it the damaged is. tissue in his face. And um, it's on the news, and it's, it's all funded by Bruce Wayne as well. Bruce Wayne funds all of the healing. And it's really interesting because uh, after the surgery, Dent is considered to be cured from his dual personality insanity, and he even appears on TV with a coin that has two clean sides. However as, st- however, as the story progresses, he gets involved in crimes again, and is eventually caught by Batman, and it's revealed that he thinks that they did the opposite of what the surgery promised. So he thinks that they've scarred both sides of his face and not healed the other side of his face.
1: Dent thinks this.
2: Yeah, Dent thinks it. And in the comic book, he wraps his whole head in a bandage because he's like, I'm hideous. And he's completely perfect underneath it. Like, he's perfectly healed. But he's gone so far off the deep end that he looks in the mirror and he sees a monster. And he just wraps his face and says, like, oh, they've, they've fucked it up. They've done it for a laugh, like, because I'm evil. They won't fix me.
1: That's crazy.
2: Yeah, and so he becomes just completely psychotic in that comic book.
1: That's interesting that he thinks, even when he's fully healed, he's like, no, I'm a monster. Like, they they messed it up. Oh, man, I didn't know that. That's fucking class. They,
2: I'm pretty sure in his own words, he says that they didn't do it just to have a laugh. That's his quote. They did it just to have a laugh at me, because everyone's laughing at me. So they, they ruined my face. And, it's, and you see him on the news and his face is perfect. Like, he just looks, he looks human.
1: Yeah, he looks like Harvey Dent, presumably.
2: Yeah, he looks like Harvey Dent, but he wrapped himself in bandages. And he's like, I'm hideous. Don't look at me.
1: Interesting. Mm. He's, um, really, he's kind of tragic when you think about it.
2: As, as most Batman villains are. <laughs> um, That's true. But as most good villains are, I think. That's like a case for all v- rogues galleries. The best ones are tragic in some way.
1: That, yeah, yeah, they need a backstory to be to justify their actions. But some people are just dickheads.
2: Um, so in terms of rivalries, uh, Two Face has an interesting relationship with a lot of other people. So in with the jo- obviously with Batman, him and Batman don't get on. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, there's also an episode of uh, Batman the animated series. I think it's called Judgment Day, and there's uh, a guy dressed as a judge going around killing off loads of villains. And basically right. he's go and I don't know not, maybe not killing off, but he's going around beating the absolute shit out of all villains. And it, he turns up and he has this big massive like um judge outfit on and there's always like holy music and he's like, you and he like pints and like then he fucks them up. And he catches Penguin and then I can't remember who else he gets. Maybe Scarecrow and he's picking them off one by one. And Two Face comes to Batman. And he's like, "We're all getting picked off. We need your help." And Batman's like, "Okay, okay cool." And so Batman's like trying to save Two Face because Two Face is down as he's next. Like Two Face, you're next to be picked off. And right. it goes through the whole episode. And the bad guy and Two Face are whatever. And at the very end, you find out that the bad guy is Two Face. He's Judgment Day, or he's the he is the he's judge. The judge. So he he develops a third personality.
1: Fucking hell.
2: Yeah, he develops a third personality that deems two faces guilty.
1: And so so he was presumably going to kill himself.
2: Yes, then. he was.
1: Oh, that's that's bad, man. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's really fucked, but that's a good episode. Um, but yeah, so in terms of his rivalry, so it, with the Joker, both Two-Face and the Joker are often uh, aligned just as much as they oppose each other. So this is because while both are chaotic in nature, their dispositions are entirely opposite, with the Joker's motivations centering around self-amusement and chaos, and Two-Face is often, often centering on anger and revenge. Um and these two always feud and compete on defeating Batman. That's what they're probably one and two in regards to Batman's rose gallery. Um, in regards to other rivalries, Poison Ivy, they have an interesting thing that they were seen to maybe they were romantically linked when he was Harvey Dent, and she tried to kill him off as Poison Ivy. Um, oh. And okay. then, but but uh, yes, she 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 does attempt to murder Harvey Dent with plant toxins. Um, some time before his incident, but further interactions between the sh- two shows that the only thing keeping Two-Face from killing Ivy out of revenge is a lucky coin flip. This carried over into the animated series, in which both sides of Dead's personality expressed the desire in killing her, <laughs> though, <Dent> wanted- <laughs> though Harvey Dent wanted to strangle her and Big Bad Harv wanted to hit her with a truck. <laughs>
1: fucking hell
2: <laughs> yeah just like Poison Ivy and um, with the Penguin uh, him and the Penguin hate each other they're always at each other's throats this is mostly because they're both normally looking for extra ground in Gotham it's probably the two of them in Black Mask looking for more ground just like more streets to own as crime bosses
1: yeah and so it's a, it's a turf thing that they just they want more and they're both stopping each other
2: and Penguin is more selfish and greedy, while Two-Face believes in a twisted form of, like, just justice and, like, balance.
1: Yeah, and it, it, I think he says it in The Dark Knight, the Aaron Eckhart version. He says, it's not about what's right, it's about what's fair.
2: Yeah, and, I, and that's probably the best encapsulation of Two-Face as a character. So, in terms of his powers and abilities, he's a professional lawyer... Um, he's an expert detective So he possesses great deductive skills And analytic ability Reinforced by the training given by Batman He's a criminal mastermind He's a, cri- he's a genius in criminal planning And has many ties to the underworld um, He's an expert marksman This is thanks to Slade Wilson Training him at one stage Then becomes an excellent marksman Able to shoot accurately from long distances He's a skilled combatant uh, Because he was trained by Batman In Kung Fu um, he his, his uh, paraphernalia is his coin so two faces mostly dependent on his coin as we've discussed and any weapons will do as long as there's two of them so two semi-automatic pistols two knives two rocket lodgers two poison gases anything that comes in twos that he can hold two. in both hands
1: he could have two pens which is two like than two swords
2: <laughs> exactly he's writing both poems Simulta- one is a bit messier than the other
1: he's right handed yeah
2: (laughs) Um, and in terms of trivia Two-Face is considered Batman's second arse nemesis after the Joker Uh, Two-Face as I said made his debut as Harvey Kent but they changed it to not match Superman's alter ego Um, weirdly the giant penny in the Batcave is nothing to do with Two-Face it was in fact used by a villain called the Penny Plunderer who has since been retconned out of Batman Drogue Gallery. So it has nothing to do with Two Face.
1: So the penny's just there now?
2: It's just there, yeah.
1: It's just fucking hanging around. Ba- Batman just likes pennies and dinosaurs. He
2: <laughs> just loves pennies and dinosaurs! Um, and the other bit of trivia I had was that Dr. Eckhart rebuilt his face and Aaron Eckhart played him in The Dark Knight. So, yeah, that's my report on Two Face, was That
1: was that quite the comprehensive history of Harvey Dent, my friend. Mm. He's well an interesting done. character He really is And I didn't know half of that stuff like, And it's mad how many times His face has been fixed uh, <laughs> And then immediately it, but, retconned again
2: Because he's just mental That's just the way he is like you, you can fix him for a short while But eventually something's going to hap him, Happen to drive him back over the edge
1: Yeah like you're just you're, you're putting like a plaster on it You're putting a patch on it And, mm. and it, it holds for a little while And then it just Something snaps him again
2: and when he, when he snaps, like, he fully snaps. And he, he just starts killing people.
1: Yeah, I like the idea as well, and I'm sure this comes up in comics a lot, is that, like, Batman does, like, wear two faces at times. Like, Batman is Bruce Wayne and Batman. And the lines kind of blur sometimes. But I like that Harvey Dent is both at the same time.
2: Yeah, I think that's why they work so well as when Bruce and him are friends beforehand. And then say like six months down the line, you see where the two of them are. Whereas Harry Dent's two face is literally right in front of you, and Bruce Wayne's two face is completely like hidden under the surface.
1: Yeah, like no one knows where. Like Dent can't hide it.
2: He yeah, he just can't. And I think that's why Bruce feels so sorry for him. And even like no matter what, most canon in regards to these two characters is Bruce is always trying to save him. Like, as Bruce Wayne, rather than Batman. So, Batman will, like, fight him and stop him blowing up the city, but then Bruce Wayne will pay for the procedure to fix his face, or else get him mental help.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, like, he's a really interesting character, and it's mad that he's been there from the start as well. We often, th- I often think this about DC, is that some of the oldest characters are the ones that are still around.
2: They're the old ones for a reason, though. Like, they're, they're old ones, they're all created by Bill Finger. They're pretty good.
1: Created solely by Bob
2: Kane. <laughs> Indeed. Sean, do you want to take us out?
1: Yes, thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Hero or Zero. We will be back on Monday with Movie Mondays, Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, and next Friday with another episode of Hero or Zero big thank you goes out to all of our patrons over on patreon that's patreon.com slash heroes for higher podcast link to that in the description if you want to support us over there uh, everyone who supports us over there thank you all so so much it's really amazing and we hope you enjoy the extra content that we do put up there every single month mm. um the best way you can ever support the show is by telling one human being that we exist just the one please Please, please. I know. Yes. I know. We often the tone of our voice implies yeah. you can tell more, but just the mm. one.
2: I'll I'll actually get mad. I will blow a fuse if you tell more he, than one. That's Connor
1: will send me rude texts, and no one wants
2: that. <laughs> I will make a jigsaw real angrily, real angrily.
1: Yeah, Connor will forget another recording session. <laughs>
2: Luckily I had the report done up already. <laughs> you, I know, you were me like, together. Um, what the fuck is this chap doing? I'm just making up on the spot. Um, Harvey Dent, oh, he doesn't like Batman. He doesn't like it's- Batman and he loves twos. Oh, well, fucking fair play. That's a, that's a good fair summary. Play. That's the end of my report, Sean. Do you want to take us out?
1: <laughs> yes, uh, we're on all the social medias uh, Facebook, Here's for Hire Podcast, Instagram, Here's for higher Podcast, Twitter, at Here's for Hire Pod. Four is the number four. Or you can email us, Here's for our underscore at outlook.com. But I think that's about it, Connor.
2: I think so. So I've been Connor Lawler.
1: I've been Sean Meehan. See you next
2: week, guys. Bye. Bye.